Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Shepska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on, get in! It's noon on... Tuesday, March 15th, payday, and this is news that you can use from YAA with your hosts, Zach and Ray. Once again, sitting in the lanes at the uh, local auction, watching people bid way too much for way too many cars. Let's jump right into it today, Pops. Today, we are going to be doing a market update from our friends over at BlackBook, and this data literally just came out. I mean, I was hitting refresh on the website uh, all morning and it just came out cool Let's, yeah give me a little give me a little give space me, here you see that you see this you see no no, no. You see what you look great we do all right here we go yeah prices fell again last week on the wholesale market less than the prior week yes so if you remember last week wholesale prices fell nearly a point yes which is huge yes prices fell again this week car segment over 0.8 percent of a point uh, over half of a point for the truck segment and almost two-thirds of a percent uh, for the whole market as a whole on the yes. wholesale side of things. So used car prices wholesale were down considerably again, but not quite as precipitously as the prior week. No, but when compared to the same week in the 2017 to 2019 average, yep, uh, significant increase in the amount of decline. And also this line right here. However, we go, well, let's read the whole thing. Overall market declines continued last week, but the rate of declined decline lessened. However, week-over-week week adjustments are still larger than typically experienced this time of year as the market still waits to see if we will see the, quote, spring bump. We've been talking about it, the pre-gas pre uh, gas price craziness. Yes. We had talked about, okay, there's typically the spring selling season, and that's when used cars become a really, really attractive you know, a, a commodity for dealers, but we're not seeing that reflected here in the wholesale prices. No, they're actually still trending down. Yes. Let's break it out by segments, Pops. Look at those full-size cars. Look at those sport, and you would think sporty cars going into spring, now that's the time of year that they typically go up in value, not go down in value. Hmm. Hmm. Might be time for me to consider a sports car. <laughs> so we're seeing sports cars drop pretty precipitously, 1.33% on the wholesale market yes. week over week. <clears throat> and that's most likely a reflection of people's driving habits. A, do we have as much money to spend on things like a sports car? Probably not because of inflation, because of what's going on economically. And then B, you know, cost a lot of money. Uh, to, to fill up any sports car, and it's not going to be particularly full fuel efficient. Same thing with full size cars, like you just men mentioned, down over a point week yes. over week. Yes. All right. Trucks and SUVs. There's a couple things that are pretty interesting here. And I know this is your first time looking at the data. So let's take a second. We can all, we can all like soak it in. But when I saw this initially, one thing stood out to me in particular, which was the fact that full size crossovers and SUVs were stable. Wow. Exactly. Right. This is the first is week. Yep, this is full size full crossovers size, yeah. and SUVs. The price prices of those went up five bucks on the wholesale market week over week, a hundredth of a percent. Okay, nothing really changed. Yes. for full size crossovers and SUVs. So that says to me the the effects of um, uh, the fuel prices going up haven't hit 
quite as heavily as we'd anticipate them to over the coming weeks because you can then see across other segments like full-size pickups there was a pretty significant drop yeah, and, and and what what's even more amazing to me is you look at compact luxury crossover suvs and they're down over a point um and and the values dropped by th- more than three hundred dollars and one would have to wonder why maybe because they're premium they they require they they require um premium fuel i wonder though and and we'll talk to uh to the team over at black book i wonder how much i wonder how much we're seeing the impacts of gas prices in this week's data versus how much we'll see in next week's data you know they it it updates every single week based on what's happening at the auction so it's pretty much as real time as real time gets in this world but yeah, you're right. It is surprising us. And like subcompact crossovers, they declined a point. Yeah. I mean, I don't get it. No, because you'd think that's more fuel efficient, cheaper. Yeah. Now, Dad. Yeah. How many weeks in a row have full-size vans appreciated? It says right down here, but I'm going to hide it from you. Uh, I don't know. 65? 59 weeks in a row yeah. that full-size vans have appreciated another third of a point. What the hell point. were we thinking 59 weeks ago when we didn't buy any of these? Um, wholesale Insights. Yeah, you can see. So Green Line. So Purple Line's last year. Yes. And if you're listening to the podcast afterwards, wholesale used car prices were up over 50% at the end of last year. Yes. That means wholesale vehicles. Whole, on, on the wholesale market, vehicles appreciated half of their value. In one year, so far this year we're down two, two and a half points. Yeah, two and a half, two and a half points. points on the wholesale market. Yeah. So we're starting to go down. <clears throat> yes, and it's and and it's a significant decline in comparison to other years. Yes, 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 absolutely. Um, and you can see the slope y equals mx plus b of that line. It's got. Will pretty... that eventually get me to the delta? It might get you to the Delta. <clears throat> Delta Dawn. Retail listing prices, green line here. You can see retail listing prices have not dropped too terribly much. And again, we talked about it uh, up there. Wholesale prices were up last year, 52%. Yeah. Retail prices were only up. We're only up 36%. Yes. So far this year, uh, retail prices have stayed about the same. Volume of cars listed, same as the beginning of the year. And time to sell has it's come dropping. back down mm-hmm. a little bit. Now, one thing, let's look at the sales rate. So the sales rate was 0.64%. So up a little. Just a touch. Yeah. So that means how many vehicles are actually going to the auction and getting sold at the auction. Can I throw you a loop? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, like, okay. I love loops. Um, can you pull up the gas price website and yeah. and see uh, what's happened with gas prices from yesterday to today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Triple A, was it? Yeah, there we go. Let me share my screen. All right, so we've got gas prices have come down. Okay. 4.316. So scroll down. So yesterday, the high point was four point. Scroll up, Ted. It was $4.33 on March 11th. And today, the average is $4.31. So it's come down two cents. Two cents. Uh, The cost of crude oil has dropped 25%. Yep. But gas prices have gone down two cents. Hey man, I don't make the rules here. I just, uh, just consume apparently, the apparently the oil companies make the rules. Um, and it's not just market conditions. 
um, that this, that determine uh, what the price of gasoline is going to be. Igor in the chat saying, not yet, but it will in a few more weeks. Wholesale prices will be hitting those big engines very soon. I think, yeah, that, that's still our expectation. Yes, I, I would think so. Um, we've got uh, a, a comment here from Pedro. Thanks for tossing your name in there, Pedro. Um, so I should sell my PHEV for a bigger family vehicle needed yesterday. Yeah, I mean, likely if... if I think wait a couple of weeks, but the, the bigger family vehicle will probably depreciate. Yeah, will come, we'll down, come down in, in price, price. And the PHEV should go up in value. We've got a comment here from Tassin Unleashed. Do you guys think used cars like the Lexus IS are going to lower going to lower in price in the coming days? I want one. Should I get a new one or wait for used ones to go lower in price? My two cents is new is probably a better value in this market. Yes. Like we just said, used prices on the retail side were up 35% last year. So even if yes. they come down just a little bit. And let's see here. Uh, Carvana made a big impact this week at auction since they now own Odessa, and now they are they're flipping their own inventory. Mm-hmm. Super interesting, you know, the idea that Carvana now owns the second largest auction house in the United States and can sell their own inventory even more easily. Than yes, they were and I and I just and I just wonder how many dealers um, to protest the fact that Carvana owns the Odessa auctions uh, will take their cars elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're right. You're right. Now, Dad, let's switch our attention a little bit here to manufacturing. I'm just going to scroll to this section on the Automotive News website. Ukraine updates from Automotive News. Uh, Michelin suspends activities in Russia. Ukraine part shortage puts 15% of European auto output at risk. Wow. UK dealer group uh, says Russia business is no longer tenable. Mercedes cuts shifts in a Hungary plant, citing supply issues linked to the war in Ukraine. VW shifts output to North America, China as Ukraine more dampens outlook. EU said the more Russia export ban on cars. Like it, it, it just goes. Europe, Europe's automakers scramble to replace Ukrainian auto parts. We talked about it a bit yesterday, um, but the expectation is that vehicle production is going to get hammered over the next couple of months. Here, Toyota said over the next three months, because of the chip shortage and other supply chain issues, they're expecting twenty percent less output. We had Ford news yesterday saying that they're going to be actually doing executing their worst case scenario chip shortage plan, mm-hmm. which is shipping and selling vehicles that don't have all of their functions and uh, features in place and then they'll retrofit them later similar similarly to what gm bmw and others have done i guess let's just touch a little bit here on we've got the updated numbers from black book about the used car market we know what's going on there and we 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 see the writing on the wall of what's going to happen over the next let's call it at least six months production wise Mm -hmm. what's your take on what's going to happen in the market what's your take on used car prices what what we're going to see well i i you know i i think we're going to continue to see a tightening of the new car inventory yep um the only hope for consumers that i see yeah is give me the hope is that the the suvs and big pickup trucks and uh, large vehicles that get moderate gas mileage uh, might become a tad more plentiful at dealerships. Yeah. Uh, um, even though there's going to be less built. And the reason for that is I, I think as gas prices continue to go up, that demand for those type of vehicles will continue to go down. Yeah. So at a certain point, perhaps we will see some type of incentives either from the manufacturers or from the dealers themselves if some of these poor gas mileage vehicles start to accumulate on dealers lots. give me give me some get a little more granular and i know i'm putting you on the spot here and it's hard to answer this but when is that a week from now is that a month from now is that six months from now uh, i think 
I, th I think it's probably three or four months from now. I think we need to have, um, we, we need to see what's going to happen with crude oil and gas prices. Now, obviously, we've seen very recently huh. that with a 25% decline in the cost of crude oil, that doesn't compute into a decline in gasoline prices right away, mm -hmm. or perhaps at all. Um, so it, it just it it just depends on what I guess the large oil companies decide to do as far as what they're going to charge for gasoline. And and my suspicion is they're going to and this is just a suspicion, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's an opinion. My opinion is that they're going to see just how far they can push the American consumers as to how high they can get those prices yeah. uh, before there's a tremendous amount of pushback from consumers. So if, in my supposition, that we continue to see gas prices rise, even though they probably in some cases shouldn't be, um, I think three months from now, with a steady increase in gasoline prices and gas prices getting closer and closer to 5 and 6 and $7 a gallon, that we'll see a lessening in demand for those lower gas mileage type vehicles. So if this is March, maybe by June or the middle of July, we might start to see some type of in incentives from either dealers or manufacturers to get people to to buy so those the, poor the, gas mileage vehicles. So I'm thinking three, three and a half months. If you remember, um, <clears throat> and you can, you can. Well, I'm older. I don't remember a lot of stuff anymore. If you look back at like our our YouTube videos on the YAA channel, which of course you know we put out, we put out plenty. But you can see distinctly when there was a moment in time where you were getting phone calls from your friends <clears throat> in the industry. Yeah. We were talking to people and we were looking <clears throat> at the data, and you could negotiate on used cars because they were sitting for a while. Yes. Again. And that happened after a slow January in February. You can negotiate. Yes. And I, what I'm hearing here from you is probably June, maybe July. So that means in May and maybe a little bit at like the end of April, we're going to start to sense the same same things that we were sensing at like the middle of January, end of January, which is you're going to start getting phone calls from people who work at dealerships, who buy for dealerships yes. and say, yeah, something doesn't feel right. But then it's going to take a few weeks for that to trickle down to that moment when maybe it's incentives, maybe it's negotiating on used cars again before that actually happens. Yes. And I think the reason that we can say <laughs> somebody told you I set to up do, do not disturb hours for for um, seven p.m. And, and later, but I forgot that we do these shows. But <laughs> and, Say hi to Logan for me. <laughs> and you've got Igor here saying he agrees with you. Uh, a yeah. huge price reduction on gas guzzlers. So yeah, that's that's what we're thinking as well. You know, we, we talked a lot at the beginning of this year and at the end of last year about supply chain expectations. We, mm -hmm. we interviewed David Chow, Automotive Press. He's, he's an industry expert. Yes. And I think no one really saw or fully accounted for uh, headlines like this. So, so throw the keep the war on the side burner yes. for a second here, which yes. is a, I cannot believe that but I have to even say that. that. Yeah. Put the war on the side burner, yeah, and bring the pandemic back into focus. Oh, could you? <laughs> yeah. You glad that you had kids and you have to raise them through this stuff? Well, I'm not sure. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. China's new round of COVID curbs hit Toyota, Volkswagen concerns grow about supply chains. I mean, this literally we we sometimes get flack. You guys flip flop. You guys change. 
yeah, you know, this came out on Monday <laughs> and it wasn't there on Friday. Yeah. Right. Or it wasn't there yeah, on Saturday. 7 a.m. in the morning. Right. And so it's this, or this was this, this was today, today. This, this update. Yeah. But but you started to hear about the lockdowns in Shenzhen. Today yeah. you're hearing about the lockdowns in Changchun. Like more and more um, uh, factors, especially when the supply chain is as brittle as it is. And we talked about this a little bit the other day that there's not that much pliability or flex in the supply chain that's going to further exacerbate what you were just saying yes there's not the new car coming down the pike like you thought i i hate to say this but it's it's time to get david chow on the line <laughs> yeah we need an update david yeah but now that we've got everything going on yeah, yeah. i mean because i i'm pretty sure the, the conversation we had with david um you know that we really didn't anticipate um and maybe we should have um, but we didn't really anticipate the war uh, happening. No. Um, we didn't really anticipate um, more COVID issues in China and elsewhere. Um, you know, we we felt like we were getting to the point where life was returning somewhat to normal. And 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 gosh, now I have no idea what normal is. Yeah. So I would I would really love to be able to get David's take on uh, on what he thinks how this will impact things because his hope his expectation when we chatted with him was that by the end of this year or the first quarter of next year yeah. that things would be as close to back to normal uh, as uh, as anybody could have hoped. And and he was one of the only ones saying that, but you know yeah. he is a supply chain expert. Um, you know I was betting on him, and and I I would I would love to know what his expectations are today based on what's going on. Let's go to the chat real quick, and then we're going to jump over to today's. Really, you've got to be kidding me, which is honestly I'm not too surprised, but we're still gonna we're still gonna play the sound effect first. Sebastian okay. says, "Is it time to sell a compact?" SUV. And again, let's just pull it up for everyone that's playing along at home. Yeah. The latest data from BlackBook, again, came out about I don't know, all of 20 minutes ago now. Yes. Car segment, truck segment, subcompact, and compact crossovers are depreciating on the wholesale side, right? Yes. Now. At a higher rate than than other Which uh, is counterintuitive to our thinking. Yes. And we yes. would anticipate that over the following weeks, you see an inverse between this one yes. for full size and this one for compacts. Yes. But I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say used car prices are going to go back up because there's going to be, again, there's no reprieve on the new car side. I'm going to say hold. I'm going to say wait. You might have a different opinion than me, but I would say hold out on your compact SUV if you're selling it. If you need to buy one, I would buy it yesterday. Um, I, I I don't have I, – I, It's hard to predict the future. Uh, somebody said that in just a comment a minute ago. Connor in the chat, cute dog, says just bought a 2019 F-150 for 4500 under market value. Is that a good deal or should I have waited in your opinion? I really think truck prices will go up soon. Um, uh, hard. Used cars, it's hard. Because yeah. what's market value? Is that the KBB market value? Is it the YAA market value? We now have that. Join YAA.com slash valuation. It's free. Is it the black book value? Is it what Cardano would have paid? So it's hard to say. Do I do I think that they're going to go up soon? No, I don't. I don't think truck prices no. are going to go up soon. Let's jump to Lady P here, Pops. Hello. 
Is it better to keep the money I have saved or just lease? And I'll, I'll just jump in. Mario's here with us. Thanks for being in our space. Mm. Lady P, leasing is not a good deal in this market. Finance a purchase at a low APR for a vehicle that is traditionally sold close to MSRP and has high resale value and should be good. What do you think? Do you agree with space? Uh, I, I think that there's very few really good lease programs out there at the moment. Um, so uh, if you don't need a car, I would say just save your money if you don't need a car. Now, if you want a car, I think you're, you, and right now you could be better off buying the car for the reasons that, that Mario mentioned. Now, remember that the Fed is about to increase rates for the first time in three years, and that's going to impact consumer rates as well. So the cost of auto loans will be going up in the future. Yeah. Uh, interest rates are going to be going up, which will also put pressure on floor plan, which is the justification yes. for dealers to yes. march, you know, to reduce price on vehicles. Um, let's of course, see. There's nothing for them to floor plan at the moment, except their Correct. used, no, except except their used, used cars. cars. Yeah, their used car inventory, which um, uh, a lot of it could be well overvalued. I, exactly. And so yes. you're paying on that. Yes. want to take a quick second here. I'm going to share the screen. I got to give a quick shout out to the YAA team behind the scenes. You see what that says right there? It says Nation. Nation why we released this two weeks ago and then we found a bug on yeah. like literally an hour later then they called terminus then they or called Nolan. i don't know which one you now have if you go to join yaa.com click on buying or just go to slash cars you now have a nationwide search option 2000 miles 1000 miles 500 etc now yeah you know i'm all about honesty okay okay let me show you something so nationwide this was the zip code that i grew up in in arizona yeah. and see how many oh damn it i clicked on something all right, let's try this again. Yeah. So there's right now from the, the there's old Japan, 2 million 878,000 matches. Yeah. All right. And now there's 2 million 877. So it's different, right? Yeah. Okay, so I noticed that quote bug Arash who who leads up developing all these we actually couldn't get nationwide to ever work. It's just a 7,000 mile radius. So no one, no one in the comments giving too much of a hard time. 7,000 mile search is what nationwide means right here. But we're, I'm really proud this is now out and you have access to it. But there, there isn't 7,000 miles. Is there? I don't make the rules, man. 7,000 miles. How big? Miles in the United. There's 3.797 square million mile, million miles squared, Dad. Come on now. Uh, that didn't help me. <laughs> One other thing I'll mention is we released this a couple weeks ago, then also immediately noticed a bug. And now yeah. you can you no longer have to request a quote on a vehicle service contract and extended warranty from YAA. It all just actually works right here. So you put in whatever you got, you click get a quote, and instead it spits of us, it out. yeah, it just spits it out to you. Oh, okay. Wow. Say so no more having to give us your email. If you want to save it, you can email it to yourself, but no more having to give us your email address. No gimmicks, no issues, all right here. So proud of the team. For putting that all together. So did you sign a annual contract with Terminex? Or <laughs> we did. Just, or do you just pay as you as you need them? Let's answer a couple other uh, questions in the chat pops and then Absolutely. let's jump That's to the really you gotta That's be kidding me. Okay? That's what I'm here for. First last says, yeah. should I trade my 2018 CRV all-wheel drive touring in for a 2022 CRV touring all-wheel drive hybrid? Will the depreciation of the 24 mile per gallon 2018 offset the appreciation of the 2022? 
40 MPG. It's an interesting question that pertains to, okay, my used vehicle is worth more than it's ever been before yeah. or higher than it typically has been, but I'm going to pay a lot for the new one. For the hybrid. Does it does it X out in this market? Probably. Yeah. Probably come, comes pretty close. Yeah. I and, then, and then the savings, um, the gas savings, um, well, also help compensate for it yep yep yeah we've got here from igor ask for 10 to 12 percent off as a discount on cars and do it now because that window of opportunity will be gone unless you're looking at a gas guzzler yeah that's interesting yeah it's an interesting we've got here a, a uh, from sebastian what about the ev market would it be going up then too our expectation is hybrids are going to go up the most yes evs will go up the second to the most yes for but you know there's still there's not that many EVs. Correct. Okay. It's still a very, very small percentage. So even if you want one, it might not be. I mean, if if you're like a Rivian guy and you want a Rivian truck, uh, good luck. And let's actually, we'll use that as our segue into, I'm going to hit the button. So that means don't talk when I hit it. You see Okay. Them? Really? <laughs> You've you got to be, be kidding. kidding. All right. So there's two things in the EV world that I want to bring up for our really, you've got to be kidding me. And you know what? At this point, the Tesla news shouldn't even be really, you got to be kidding me because it's just par for the course. Two MSRP price hikes in one week. Really? Yes. You know, See, that says two one, hours ago. The first one just wasn't enough? So the Tesla raised their prices uh, about $1,000 each on the long-range versions of the Model 3 and Model Y. Yes. Yeah, we talked about that just Thursday, the other, just Friday, the other day. Yes, Sunday, yeah. like yeah, literally just thousand dollars, and it was like fourteen hundred and some dollars in China, fifteen hundred and some dollars in China. Well, just this morning, another round of price increases came out. There are three percent to five percent increases again in the U.S. and China. The cheapest Model Three is now forty six thousand nine hundred ninety dollars, and you might be asking yourself, yes. Let's do this really quick. Tesla price increases. We have an article back on the joint YAA website. Let's see. How much was the Model 3 early on? It was $37,000 when it first came out. Not saying that they can't raise their prices, yeah. but this, we haven't even updated this since November of last year. When it was 44. 44. Yeah. So it's and gone up another $2,000. Oh, my God. You can see the chart here. Yeah. All right, all right. Okay, all right. okay. Why you, somebody sent you a notice as to how to adjust that. Now, the other really you got to be kidding me, Dad, yeah. was this headline I read in Automotive News. Yeah. Ford is creating, quote, electric university to train yeah. dealers in all thing, e things EV. Ford and its dealer council will la launch, quote, electric university to give salespeople, service technicians, and parts department staffers a crash course on all things EVs. Give yeah. me your two cents, Dad. You know a lot of the demographics and psychographics of people that work within the car industry how yeah. well do you think electric yeah. university is going to go over with them uh sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i mean let's face it if i if i ever wanted to graduate from a university yeah it would be electric university because nothing nothing says you got a great education like an electric charge, okay, uh, a little cattle prod, yep. and you are ready to learn. Yeah, I can see some of the older people <laughs> in the car business uh, having to go to electric university and and learn how all this stuff works and and try and have it make sense to them. Um, I, I I would like to say I applaud Ford for 
doing the initiative, but they, they have no choice. Yeah. Um, you are completely changing or attempting to change how people understand, comprehend automotive. Um, and that includes the people that sell this stuff, service the stuff, have to figure out how to s- store parts for this stuff. Yeah. Um, and and I just I just have to believe that with some of the electronics involved and the batteries involved, that there has to be special care as to how they're stored at the dealership level. Oh, there was a um, here so, keep... so, so that so that you don't I don't know so that your parts to, and service departments just don't go up in flames. Um, so yeah, there there's there's a whole bunch that Ford needs to do, um, and there's a whole bunch for dealership personnel to learn and whether or not they can do a good job of it's something we'll have to see in the future it's incredibly important this is an article i'll uh, i you know you haven't seen this it comes no. from an industry publication that's all about shipping okay uh, but shipping on container yeah. ships quote potentially catastrophic get out of here yeah. potentially catastrophic container loaded with discarded lithium batteries catches fire en route to port okay cool. okay so it was and they actually reference it here and this is at the port of virginia where is it ace yep this safety alert comes after the loss of the felicity ace car carrier which was reportedly carrying electric vehicles with lithium-ion batteries when it caught fire and sank in the atlantic ocean yes. although the cause of the fire is yet to be determined officials said the burning lithium-ion batteries had complicated firefighting efforts this is another story of a, of a, a bunch of batteries discarded batteries that caught fire fortunately on the truck to the port of virginia to go get put onto a ship, ship. This is the type of stuff that we actually like. People need to be out in front of this because if this happens, and hell, remember when the Samsung phones were catching on? I mean, yeah, this stuff's scary to be honest. So yeah, you know what? Maybe forgive me for for just mocking the fact that it's called Electric University. Yes. We need people to be really well trained at how to store these parts and how to interact with them because it's dangerous. Well, yeah, I, I mean, it's 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 more dangerous than than stocking standard parts yeah. for cars. Um, when when there's going to be all these different parts that that have different types of batteries and this and that, yeah, I would imagine there has to be some care as to how they're stored, where they're stored, perhaps even the temperatures that they're stored at. Yeah. Um, so there's going to be a lot to learn. Um, you know, in every manufacturer, whenever they come up with new cars or new concepts or new this, uh, you, you know, they have their training programs for for sales and parts and service personnel. I mean, it's just part and parcel of, uh, of being a manufacturer and part of your, your contact with your dealer body is to educate them. And uh, yeah, it's like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're all looking forward to getting shipped out to Dearborn or wherever. Yeah, I think a rep comes to them, but all right, here's the deal. Again, go to the website, joinya.com, yes. click on buying nationwide search. 100% there. You know the other thing that we're working on right now that'll be coming soon? I'd love to know. Let me show you. Let me show you. The oh, team doesn't like it when you... I do this, but let me show you. They don't like when you do this? I haven't gotten in trouble recently. I'm, I haven't, I'm having a pretty meh day. I was, yeah. We were talking earlier. Yeah. So I haven't gotten in trouble. I want to yeah, get in so trouble. So you're about to get I'm in trouble. About, I want to get in trouble. Yeah. Zach's about to get in trouble, kids. <laughs> All right. So I'm on our on our development server. Yeah. What I want to show you here is one thing that we're working on. Let me go to new cars only. Yeah, new cars. Yeah. See that? Yeah. In transit. We're going to be able to, we're going to be, as far as I'm aware, yeah. the first and currently only 
car search that's actually going to tell you what vehicles are in transit and not on the dealer's lot. And you might say to yourself, Zach, how do you know that? Let me click on one of these. How do you? Let me show Whew. Let me click seller yeah. details. Yeah. I'm going to view the vehicle on the seller's site. Yeah. In transit to White Plains Chrysler Dodge. Jeep. More dealerships are starting to let you know on their website. Hey, as well they should. As well they should. Yeah. That vehicles are in transit. As they're doing that, we're well, picking up on it. Wow. And we're going to be able to allow you to search for in transit vehicles versus vehicles that are actually at the dealership. So again, this is not live yet. Maybe next week or in two weeks. Again, we launched nationwide two weeks ago, and then that broke, and it took us two weeks. So in-transit vehicle search, I am so proud of that when that comes out. I guess I should say I will be proud of that, and that's free. Okay. Well, I'm in. Let's go. Come on. Uh, Get it done. Make Make it so. Okay? Just make it so. Consider it done, Pops. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us here. We will be back tomorrow. Hundredth show. No. 100th show. No, stop it. Tomorrow's our 100th show. Oh, and wait, Sebastian. Yeah. I'm new to your channel. What is the YA website different from? All right, sorry. We're not leaving. We're not leaving. Stick around. Sebastian, what's different? All right, let me get off the staging sites. What's different is everything. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All right, so buying. All right, so first off, Sebastian, when you click on a vehicle, tell me where the lead gen form for the dealer is. Uh, you can't find one. You can't. But if you click get started, what you're yeah. going to get once you log in. Let me log in. Yeah. Uh, except. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, my four-step buying guide with links to email templates that I can use to negotiate with the dealer and coaching me on how to trade in for the most. Oh, okay. All that's right there. You and don't that, get that. And how much is that? Uh, what? Free. Free? The other thing you get, Sebastian, is you get the breakdown of the total price. Yes. Okay, so depending on what zip code you've set, yes. we'll determine what your out-the-door price is. Two, this is Washington, D.C. Let's do Maryland really quick. Uh, what's a Maryland zip code? 20814. Oh, we we Bethesda. Yeah, thank yeah. you. So now I'm in Bethesda, Maryland. Yeah. Let me click on this Nissan Murano. Yeah. Now it's going to tell me what the the taxes and expected fees. The dock fee in the state of Maryland is capped at five hundred dollars. So yeah. there, you know, the advertised price is thirty thousand seven hundred ninety three dollars. But we're telling you, yes. the total price is probably going to be this. And here are the fees to watch out for. That's about ten percent more. Now, yeah. And also, if you want to see, the dealership's going to hit you with, "Hey, you should pay three thousand dollars for the extended warranty." You can see that right here. Not advocating that you should or shouldn't get it, but you yeah. have access to it all right here. Now let's just let's just. Car gurus, I feel like it's probably the household name. We'll search for a Chevy Equinox. Whatever you say. Sponsored. 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 We sound like such assholes. Um, <laughs> all right, let's click on Not that. sponsored. Not sponsored. <laughs> Lead gen form to the dealer. Yeah. They're not giving me any coaching on how to actually approach uh, contacting them. Just yeah. gives you the advertised price. Doesn't yeah. give you anything else. Yeah. And there's ads. Yeah. Like, there's legitimately ads on here. Yeah. No ads on our site. Yeah. So there you go, Sebastian. Thanks so for how the hell do we make money? If you buy an extended warranty <laughs> or if you buy a membership. Okay. So membership plans and pricing. The membership gets you, if I come down here, BlackBook, access to BlackBook. We have some more in-depth vehicle reports that you can access in your account, and you can also talk to our coaches as well. Um, wow. Yeah. So anyway, all right. That is enough. We, You and I have a video that we actually need to film. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for being here. And thank you for congratulating congratulating us on 100 shows yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Be here tomorrow, okay? Yeah. I'm, I'm planning on being here. I'll be here, too. God willing. Yeah. Creek don't rise. I'll be here. Yeah. See you guys.
Have a good one, everybody. See you tomorrow at noon for more news that you can use from YAA. Noon Eastern, 9 specific. See you guys. Join us again next time. Which is probably tomorrow. To get the news you can use from YAA. YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening. See you soon.